0: Tell
1: us. Exactly. Where are the weapons that you have kept little
0: away?
1: <laughs> 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 Florline Ravenwood. <laughs> Perhaps you need a little bit of, you know, a little bit where of Where is Jones? <laughs> <laughs> to be continued is an
0: adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we are back once again. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun here in Pancake Studios at on May 26, 2017. I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez, one of your hosts, and this is the other host coming at you. Edward Ng here, and our producer...
2: Navajo, <laughs> Jonathan.
0: Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan Navajo. Jonathan Navajo, Jonathan that's Navajo. Not a bad, I like I, that. I like that. These things. That's a these things title. I don't know who Jonathan Navajo is, but I want to craft his story now. Uh, we certainly
1: are having a little bit too much fun, perhaps. Yeah, there's a lot of just, stuff we yeah. had to cut out,
0: even though we started pretty fast.
1: We started actually this episode pretty quickly. Yeah. We got the giggles out, right. and then it's
0: like now we're down to
1: took brass my down. whiz. Went to the chair <laughs> and also he's on down, he's on down the road. We've got to, he's on down. He's on the-
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you mentioned The Wiz and uh, uh
2: the yellow brick road.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I've never seen The Wiz.
0: You've actually never seen The Wiz, I've it's never not seen good. The, Wiz. It, the, the movie version is actually not good. I'm the trying to remember the, mu- the music is good, the actual play is actually uh, really good. The movie, <clears> however, <throat> I'm trying to remember who directed
1: it. To Barry Gordon. Barry Gordy? He might have produced it. Oh, uh, Quincy Jones or No, whatever. no, 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 but the Savannah director...
2: Michael Ross is in it, Michael Jackson. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember who the
0: director is right now. I'm not going to look it up, but it was actually a accomplished... It might have been like Norman Jewison or something like that. It was an accomplished Hollywood director. Someone actually might have... Spike Lee. <laughs> way before Spike got involved. And one of the things about it is that think about that film and the level of talent that you had in it. There's this scene where diana ross meets michael jackson for the first time and they do he's, the whole he's, he's on down the scarecrow. road thing, as the scarecrow right now it's a it's a movie it's not made it's from the it's from the 70s and you got michael jackson right huge talent you'd think that in a musical you would be like oh hey let's he's gonna have these amazing like a dance routine going to do if you actually go on YouTube and watch that scene it is so horribly shot like you there's no close ups oh. he What you're do. saying
1: is that it's no Captain EO <laughs>
0: it's, no <What> <laughs> what it's, no mo- it's no Moonwalker. What is It's no Moonwalker. Joe Pesci Much love but what the
1: hell were you thinking
0: <laughs> The hell were you thinking
1: <laughs> Well we were having a, a little bit of fun um again I like I got back from my whiz... <laughs> and everyone just started breaking out into Nazi torture, not, Nazi torture <laughs> scenes.
0: <laughs> we st- we, I don't know how we started. With uh, no, no,
1: Russian. it was it because we were getting into a 007? Um Is that how it oh, led oh, to maybe. it? I may. It might have been, and then it was
0: like all G- German uh, accents, and then Russian like accents, like we, and then we know
1: everything about you. And then
0: I tell I,
2: I, us where you keep the
1: weapons. <laughs> it's like it's actually let's,
2: let's shock him again, Arnold. <laughs>
0: For <Fraulein> Wavenwood <laughs> shoot Ravenwood Shuts them both. It, it's, uh, we... <laughs> and then from... Uh, uh, and then Let's from try the a
2: thousand votes this time.
0: <laughs> and then for whatever reason, before we even started, we started talking about... Because unfortunately, <coughs> we were going to talk about some people who died. And... <laughs> well, yeah, That's John, right. John, yeah. John, we come in here, and John's like, you know, a lot of deaths. I was like, yeah, we started to go down the list, and it's like, hey, you did you hear... That Rick Ashley died, and both me and Ed totally were like, like, "What? What? what? That- Rick Ashley died? That's, I guess that's I, you huge. know, wow." And then he was like, "Yeah, but it would be a big deal if it happened." Because he's never going <laughs> to give you up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's never, never going to let, let you down. down. He's die and you know what's funny is that as that, you know, it didn't even occur to John, and then I pointed out to him, I said, "John, you mm-hmm. just literally pulled a Rick roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally pulled a Rick roll, faking us out with Rick Ashley's death." Now I hope Rick, if you're out there. Contact us. We need to know your Fake you're news okay. right here. Fake, fake news. Fake, fake news. We gotta do a segment now Dude, that now should be it. called Fake <laughs> News. <laughs> like, I said, like I said before, fake news. Christopher Reeve has just come back to life and will be starring in the Man of Steel sequel. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> uh, we're having fun. It's fun to have fun. Uh,
2: uh, ben Affleck is back into directing a Batman movie. It's fake, fake, news. fake news. Did fake.
1: you guys see, um, like because um, yesterday was Red Nose Day. Which is a um, a huge oh. charity event in the UK, um, which basically is a charity to, I think, um, uh, kids who live in poverty. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Affleck had this little thing, right? So some kid says, "Hey, you know, can you do? Can you um, can you do the voice?" It's like, "You know, I'm Batman." No, no, no. Like, you know, like just no. You got to do it just like, um, like, 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 uh, like Christian Bale. I'm Batman, <laughs> and he actually does it. <laughs> you gotta do That's
0: you gotta, you know. I mean, That's a slap in the face. I mean, no, just,
1: but it's it's, just, it's it's you know, but it's like I appreciate that. This is, I appreciate it. It's not as
0: big. It's not as big a slap in the face as that bit from years ago, back when um, Iron Man premiered the same year as The Dark Knight, and they did that MTV Awards with RDJ and Jack Black. I love
1: that <laughs> so much.
0: <laughs> we're basically like he was like, uh, he was like, know so
1: yeah, th- we're gonna do this viral thing, right? So, and. uh <laughs> Rdj's—he's reading like Variety, and it's like, oh, you know, um, Iron Man just made three hundred million or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, congratulations, Ro- um, uh, Rob. You know, congratulations. Uh, c- could you put this down? I want to talk about, you know, ab- about this movie that we're doing the, for the, because, you know, we have to do something viral to push the movie, uh, uh, *Tropic Thunder*. Mm-hmm. Jack Black. And you know, so here, yeah, I yeah, got oh, these masks. Right. You here? Here's our mask. He was an gives Iron Man a, mask. The Iron Man mask gives Jack Black the uh, the 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 Poe head. Po head. And they're trying to impress like some kid. Some kid his his nephew, like Stillers nephew.
0: Right. Yeah, and he's just is having none of it. He and just then, doesn't like, give a crap.
1: And then like all hell breaks loose. They're beating the crap out he's of like, each he other. He's like he was
0: like he like, "Come on, I'm giving you Iron Man." He was like <laughs> he was like, "I guess you didn't like Iron Man." He was like, "It'll be okay <laughs> until the dark Knight comes out." <laughs> and then he makes he like tries to give Jack like you got to do kung fu. And then because uh, RDJ is a Wing Chun right. uh, exponent... There's a straight blast does right does into his blast balls. Right in. a <laughs> <laughs> straight blast straight onto the genitals of Black- Jack Black. Absolutely, absolutely uh, <laughs> fantastic. That was not fake news, that actually happened. Yes. It was a real thing. Yep. Uh, we, we've we had enough fun. I think it's time to get into the actual news now that we've kind of Now that you well, he brought a him up,
2: it's time for you to bring him down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I' play. And today's you know uh, I play and today's news, movies. you know, well, uh, it's gonna be the Thanksgiving parade and then yeah, and then on today's deaths, we're gonna you know, just <laughs> well, no,
0: no, what you <laughs> want to do is that whole that family, family guy, guy the thing. family guy bit where they say it's like, you know, like the old NBC like uh announcers used to have for uh like their musty Thursdays. It was always like it was it was always something along like like later on friends, Joey Joey gets into a wacky situation then on law and order. <laughs> A child is a child is molested and <laughs> this is a good time for
1: the theme to come in. In the
0: news. You are listening to In the News on TBC. A fanboy podcast. And that was our In the New- News theme So let everyone know that uh, we will be talking about the Why did we even news. announce that? <laughs> I don't know why, but at this point, I'm just yeah. getting used to it. <laughs> Probably for the edit points. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that went down and we're going to discuss it all. Plus, later on in the episode, we will be talking about uh, two movies that I got to see uh, to doing a, a slight review. So, top of the list is that we got a great little peek at the next star Wars film. Uh, the last Jedi vanity fair, uh, had a variant covers and a story on stores. And they put out a, a, video onto YouTube that showed, uh, uh um, Leibovitz, uh, taking, uh, taking, uh, photos of the cast.
1: And uh, check it out on our, on our Instagram. Uh, they've all been posted up on there.
0: Yeah. And it, they, they're some really good, they're actually pretty, really great covers. Uh, You know they gave Carrie Fisher her own cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, one of the cast members who's on uh, one of the other variant covers actually turns out to be get this Ed, the first Asian woman who has ever been on the cover of Vanity Fair. Really? Yes. Think about that. Okay. Uh, And then of course we're getting getting a better look. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're getting a better look at some of these other characters. Uh, uh, Some mystery dropping some. Little breadcrumbs about things you uh, pointed out to me that that the picture of Benicio del Toro. Uh, uh, well, that's
1: that's inside uh, of the issue. Mm-hmm. There's a whole spread inside, and uh, I remember I called you. And I'm like, dude, you have to check these out. You yeah. know, Benicio's in it, and you're you were trying to pry it out of me, and I'm like, no, you know, he's um he's got a, he's got a sidearm. He looks like he's from a uh, that side of Corellia. He does. Orchana's. He does
0: definitely have a uh, that kind of. Smuggler gunslinger bounty hunter like he fits into that world that said They are only identified him under the moniker DJ and they asked why how why how come we can't uh, Identify the character in full because you get the names of some other characters Mm -hmm. and they said if we give away If we give away the name, it'll be too. And He doesn't look alien.
1: He's he's well, Ed. Here's
0: the thing DJ What could DJ stand for?
1: Darth something
0: Darth something, Dark Jedi. I don't know. You know, I think that that's something interesting, especially with a guy like Del Toro. DJ Clue, 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 Clue. But uh, uh, there's the um, there's we get our first look at uh, Laura Dern's character, who she's playing an admiral in the uh, I guess what's left of Is the Is she Republic? an admiral? Because yes, now the she's an the, adm-
1: the spread in Vanity Fair, she's wearing this lavish. Um, uh, indigo type of dress Daddy um and uh and yet you know that goes along with some of the other photos and i said you know there well they're leia is also
0: th- a general too and we see her and you know, so and we people.
1: what we're getting is a feel that the society like you said you know the society uh, that exists in star wars in the world of star wars
2: the governance right of, of the- i think that they definitely upper say upper that the planet
0: and unfortunately don't have the Uh, the name of the planet at my fingertips right now but that is going to be a specific sort of like a upper upper class type of world we're going to get a sense of a little more of the politics and uh, it all looks really good I like uh, you know we get to see Finn in his you know his leather jacket and don't give us
1: trade federation nonsense (laughs) don't give us any of that no
0: no. No, but see I think this actually will be more interesting than that I think there needs to be some political underpinnings but it's going to be more interesting than that you know which I'm still kind of it's something Not very it's clear, clear of, what that whole was all about. Something
1: very Dune-ish From, about this. Very the way Frank those, those,
0: those, that costuming and everything. You're absolutely right. It, there is a kind of there, there is a Dune kind of quality to it all. And you know, Ryan Johnson. You know, I, I trust him. I trust everything that he's going to do with this film.
2: I got a legit question, uh, and it's a little you know sad to ask, but how much of uh, Princess Leia is going to be CGI? Probably none. You're right. You think they shot.
1: A lot of principal photography, I think, was was pretty (laughs) much completed. um, They will have to adjust the story in some
0: way. But as it stands right now, I don't think that they're going to uh, do any CGI recreation, especially for the third film. That's what's the other thing. If they have to come up with either some explanation for the lack of her. Now, let me ask you two gentlemen this. Given the option of wrapping up leia's arc or whatever in this second film in the last jedi and then simply not going back to the character for the third and final film or recasting what would you would you do you think it's too i i, I understand that that i absolutely understand that the recasting is a recasting thing. is
1: gonna upset a lot yeah. of fans Personally, I don't mind the recasting. I mean, it's like but the, it would be a fight. It's shot. like it would be, yeah, a, fire, it'd be a fight. Yeah, yeah. I understand. It's, it's not the it's not the same as Dumbledore. All right. No. But when uh um uh when uh Richard um Harris when, when Richard Harris died and was recasted uh and also recasted for many uh, for for quite for the remainder of the franchise. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, we, it's it but you're right it is really a, it's a different but thing but this is very different I understand she's
2: enshrined in the psyche at yeah.
0: the same time mm-hmm. you have to understand that there's Carrie Fisher the actress and then there's Leia the character
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and if you don't do anything with Leia or if you're like ah, we ah, we're just gonna write her out we're gonna edit this in such a way it, are you doing a disservice to uh, the character and its importance to the franchise and the story and the fansy?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, I mean, would a recast be so? But it's, it
1: can be really setting, but it can know. be plausible to s- establish. Oh, she passes away after you know before the beginning of yeah beginning of the next, next movie, right? So, um, I love the shot with um, with the twins. The reunion with the yeah, with, with Luke there and Leia.
0: are some. Th- you look at some of these pictures, and if you're a fanboy, I sent uh, it to some you. Of them really get you I, now. In the heart. Yeah, what yeah, was
1: yeah, your yeah. response when I sent it to you? I, I texted you the photo, and you immediately called me, and I think it tugged your, at your heart, at your heartstrings, right? Yeah, I
0: don't remember what I said, but it is. It's like oh... just yeah. like it gets you seeing seeing her with her with her daughter, who uh is uh, worked as an extra uh, or background character in in the film. It's it's just. You know, it just gets to the point. Watching, they had a they put a YouTube vid up and they showed Liebowitz, uh, right. you know, you know, going behind the scenes and you know doing stuff with the cast. And you know, there's a couple of shots <coughs> of Carrie Fisher, and I had to remind myself that she had passed.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and I was watching and going like, oh, because yeah, like, they're
2: releasing these, they're releasing these, and you can't help but feel like she's still alive. You know? well, and it's fact, not that you know, long ago. mean yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Going
1: back to what you were asking about, John, uh, is uh, Oscar Isaac was on Colbert last night. Mm. And he confirms. He's like, no, you know, I pretty much um, all of my scenes with uh, with Carrie Fisher, they they're pretty much completed. And he tells a story. He counts a story. Like, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, in our scenes together, there's one scene where she's angry with me and she slaps me. And ryan johnson had 20 takes on that (laughs) and he was being slapped 20 times in the face (laughs) and if you if anyone knows carrie fisher yeah
0: i'm sure (laughs) yes i'm sure that was uh, quite the experience for for old oscar poe dameron uh
1: i want to i want to bring up and i i said to you like um uh ray has her sidearm the same sidearm (laughs) that han han gives her
0: and i'm sorry i nice and as i told you i hope it it looks less like a plastic toy in this film <laughs> than it in, in the Force Awakens. One of the few like things in the Force Awakens that I was like, "Wow, that just looks bad." Like it just that that her little her little gun that Han gives her, it really does look like a plastic toy. They could have <laughs> given it just a little more, a little more heft. I don't know what, it, but hopefully they'll 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 fix that. Um,
1: up uh, do you know like do you know anything about some rumors about a showdown between uh Finn and Phasma? I read something about that there was gonna well be... remember
0: i told you that that was my theory that like, that's, gonna, that's, like, the idea like is that s-
1: she's gonna fight him with a spear and i don't know what he's gonna use
0: i i I, to- oh, I told you my theory on phasma is that it's not so that we've got and i now with the death of carrie fisher this is how i think it might it might shake out obviously luke's opposite number is snoke uh Ray obviously will fight. Main her her antagonist is Kylo Ren. Uh, Finn and Phasma.
2: Which she already beat with no training.
0: Ah, uh, uh, yeah, but no. he we don't know what he's gonna. We don't know what other you know depths of whatever craziness he's gonna he's gonna. Plus plus he remember he had just taken like two like bowcaster shots to the gut. Right. <laughs> and had just killed his dad. <clears> so <throat> I don't know what his psychological like thing. So that there are re- like everyone said this. same. He's like, oh, how could she have done that? I was like. All right, I'm going to shoot you (laughs) two times in the gut with a shotgun blast. I'm going to see how good you do with anything.
2: All
0: right, this guy did that. Of course, you know, uh, But I think that the phasma is being set up to be a Finn's thing, and I don't think it's necessarily, I hate you. I think that there might be a matronly thing there. I think there might be some sort of... Are you seeing that
1: like uh, Hayden Christensen? I hate you! (laughs) I never say anything like Hayden Christensen. Ever.
2: Turned her against me. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest
1: Hayden Christensen impersonators of our generation. I kid you not. <laughs> I, pre- I actually prefer his
2: Obi-Wan. <laughs> Your lust for <laughs> Your power. Your lust for power. You have done that yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, And I think that now that uh, Carrie Fisher has passed, I think that they're going to position Poe Dameron's character to be an important leader in the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what All I right. think. This is gonna is gonna go. I mm-hmm. think that they are they they're gonna adjust things so that it's like, well, she has a connection with Poe. I think even they're they're in the in the books they are giving them some kind of like mentor mentee right. kind of a relationship. Passes on
1: the torch, and that'll he, be that. that he yeah. he runs the resistance.
0: Or at least he'll be Wait, in a very he'll be a key key, key him member.
1: along with his leather bro yeah exactly. <laughs> Finn
0: exactly
1: because if you look at the photo John He's still he still know, Finn still has
0: yeah, the Phil, Finn the still guys. has the jacket now now Poe is gonna like has apparently went to that
2: picture looks very Firefly <laughs> it
0: does it actually does it actually does look very <laughs> look firefly. at that That's... Uh, in any <laughs> case uh, you know great great pictures this is a a kind of a regular thing with Vanity Fair and Star Wars. And you know, hey, it's we got the summer to go through, and then you know, waiting for the new year, and it'll be here. So you know, knock on,
2: no knock delays.
0: on, knock on Kyber crystals. We'll 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 all be. Seeing and it's it odd that now. you
1: know we're we're almost halfway into the year, and the 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 the, the 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 deluge of of movies haven't hit us yet. I mean, Wonder Woman is
0: right around the corner. Right yeah. around
1: the corner from us. Spider Man is next after mm-hmm, that. That's true. So stay tuned for those shows. Stay though. tuned for those shows because oh
0: my lord, I got the Wonder Woman one. I am going to go nuts on because I think I am a bigger uh, Wonder Woman fan than you by a bit. Like you did like like I think you like her. You, your exposure more to her is in uh, Justice League.
1: No, I mean I read the did comics you, did you, too. Which which yeah. runs? Which runs? Uh, George Perez. Oh, so you did read the yeah. Perez run. Okay, because so
0: right. I will never forget the first official wonder woman comic i ever like bought for myself because i had comics in my house um a lot of silver age stuff but they belonged to um an uncle of mine and i did end up reading a lot of that stuff pre-crisis uh when i worked at a comic book shop and everything else but for myself i remember my family we we were going to pennsylvania before we learned before we moved there so we'd go there summers, and you know, I had an uncle who well, the same uncle who's comics, by the way. We uh, had, had, had a house out there in uh, further further west in like Wayne County. <clears throat> and
2: my uncle had a country place. No one knows me. Be...
0: This was an actually, dude, this actually was further. It's Wayne County, further in the mountains. <laughs> craziness. And I remember I was at a, um, I probably was like 11 or something. And uh, I remember it was like, "Oh, hey, here's so there was like a, a a box in some like flea market type place, and someone had like a whole big run of, of Wonder Woman. I remember like the first issue I picked up was the George Perez issue, where is the first, first, not the first, yeah, it was pretty much the first appearance of the post crisis Silver Swan, <clears throat> and it's Wonder Woman's got this blue cape." as part of her thing and that's one of the things that Perez always did when he redid Wonder Woman was he was like uh ah, man I don't know she's gonna have a much wider variety of like outfits and other things and then that's kind of like carried over year, year. and that's what I'm really hoping for in, in this film is that um, it's the beginning of
1: well it already has gotten a lot of buzz great buzz I mean, really good buzz she's and plus uh, Gogodot is is marketing the hell out of this thing oh yeah she's she was she's on Conan
2: She's Israeli, right? And she knows Krav Maga and all that. She, well, she was she
1: was with the uh, the the she Israeli, was with the IDF. Yeah. Yes. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so. Hard. Um, <laughs> brother, she she was <laughs> she was on Conan. Daddy lives. And you uh, like last night? I couldn't sleep last night. I'm by the way, I'm sick as a horse, right? So, um, and he tells me. You gotta YouTube this stuff. Yeah, I, told,
0: I, I saw this. I caught this like her on Conan and like you know Conan doing his usual stuff. Conan even brought out his uh, Comic Con Conan suit to try uh, and impress. The her. flaming oh, yeah. sea,
1: ladies and gentlemen, the flaming sea outfit that he has. Yes, that with the magneto. The, thing, yes. Oh my god, it was you know. Um, but again, you know, like she's charming as heck. Um, and but the whole
0: cat. You know what? It, not just her. Patty Jenkins has yeah. been everywhere. Chris Pine has been everywhere. I I'm really excited. Claire Underwood. Uh, I, I'm really Claire Underwood. I'm really. is
1: it? I'm sorry. She I'm sorry. she plays the general, uh, the Amazon general. Uh, also, oh. Wonder Woman's aunt, mm-hmm. the queen's the queen's sister. Buttercup. 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 <laughs> she's
2: pretty. She's a hard
1: ass. So hey, hey, look. You know they they <laughs> they, they they. It's a
0: really well cast movie. Yeah. I mean, there's not anyone in there that you have any like doubts of their ability outside of maybe Godot. And that even that is, I think, totally overblown on the internet. It's crazy how horribly she's was treated early on, and it was only once people finally saw her in Batman v Superman that more people really gave her a chance. And then because that film has all this negativity attached to it, and also that be, the didn't,
1: theme, like, by the way, uh, it's also getting it's gotten, the theme
0: is crazy. Whoever the woman who's uh, like, she put out a video of that like a couple of days ago. Nia Nia Gooks... I forget. Rights. You've got to watch it, Ed, but don't watch it with your wife, because it's pretty saucy. It's pretty saucy. She's like covered in like grease and like dirt, and she's like playing the. She's like. (laughs) I'm going like I don't is this I don't what is this for exactly? How is this? But already it's like it's
1: it's kind of iconic already. (laughs) Already it's gotten kind of iconic, which is uh, um to me it deserves it. It's to me it's a complete sea change because uh, Wonder Woman like even back from the TV show, it was cute, right? It, It it was very campy cute. Um. And it's hard not to but not to notice um uh Linda Carter. Gorgeous.
0: Linda Carter was one
1: Even of till those Even this day. Yeah. She's right?
0: still she's she's she 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 might she might be able to get some from me. I don't know. At this late stage. I mean, I...
1: but um but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And uh I think my wife my wife specifically said I'm taking off for that day.
0: Yeah, it is it is it has I, I, there's something about the fact that we have had multiple Batmans
2: to make sure you don't go wild in the theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like we have, we have had multiple Batman, we have had multiple Superman, we've had multiple Spider-Man. Okay, we've had multiple Hulks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, had- uh, the, uh, outside of in live action, in live action, because of course there have been many versions <laughs> we've of Wonder Woman. we
1: one single We've only had
0: female. one Wonder Woman. Right. F, Linda Carter. In the, the series that lasted from,
1: I think, was like 75 to 78. Uh, and we're not counting uh, Kathy Lee Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. We are kind of not. Let me tell you if anyone. If no, anyone no, don't bring it up. Don't. If anyone I'm sorry wants you to said go it.
0: out, try and find the Kathy Lee Crosby version of Wonder Woman, the TV movie they did. Because, like, Ricardo Montalban is the villain, Ed, and the Ugh. ending is literally Wonder Woman. In like a, it a dinghy, be ash- it makes me in be like ashamed. A dinghy, like a motorboat, I'm
1: almost ashamed of being a '70s uh, baby. All <laughs> right, so chasing Ricardo Maltzman who is also in like a little dingy motorboat, it's horrible. well whoa, whoa! whoa. But let's not let's not kid around. Linda <laughs> Carter in a skateboard with a helmet. There's a lot of no, no, no. Yeah, oh, it's not. Let's right? not pretend you know? that,
0: the, that the, the the actual series yeah, was some was... sort of like it was. A, <laughs> it was a cheesy. It was I a cheesy thing. It was a cheese. It was a cheese <laughs> fest. Millennial. It was. It was campy. It was of its time. But well, you know, this goes to the whole Perez thing. The post-crisis version of Wonder Woman is, like I said, the version that I grew up with and was very familiar with. I mean, like I knew the the pre-crisis version, but Perez's version was just richer. It delved into the mythology a lot deeper. It really reckoned with the idea. It's like, oh, they're supposed to be an island of warrior women descended from the Greeks. They don't. They didn't really look or act that way. He made them. The, a real society of warrior women. Oh, sorry about that.
2: I have a introspective uh, question for you guys. Do you think these movies will ever return to like the innocent, campy stuff ever again, or is it always gonna be like super dark, twisted, e- like you know, like, or just you know, more action orientated, yeah, serious, matured, blah blah blah? Serious tone. I
0: honestly, Ed, give You tell me first because I, I actually mm-hmm. have an idea about that.
2: I think we're gone. I think those days are over, huh?
1: Ed, what do you think? If a return to what? That, that's in other words, that we days. could see a Batman,
0: Adam West thing.
1: Because that's the or way it's done. Even Superman. Oh, you even mean Superman's like a uh, so yeah? All of these. Now. Well, well, well. well ho, 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 so much more serious. So, so yeah. um, in '66, could we got we, we got the back. we got we got the bat repellent spray, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So then, and then, like in the '80s. Uh, or the '90s, we got the we uh, got the, the Joel Schumacher, we got the Schumacher films. and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just uh, I'm in that camp where
0: that's not for I you. Think, that's not I for think you. I sent
1: hate mail. I mean, it was deserving it was <laughs> of hate <laughs> you mail. wrote a letter, <laughs>
0: okay. but this is my point. My point is that no one should ever say it could never come back. No one could ever say that again. A, you, all you need, all you would need. John is one or two movies I guess you
2: done Ant-Man.
0: in that style no but
1: that's so different, different though yeah. it's is still kind of on sale but here's I'm the thing from what
0: you're saying is that sort of very innocent sort of again very yeah, campy yeah. all you need is one or two movies mm. to make bank and then suddenly oh here's but what yeah, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do, do it this way you the know pressure I mean,
1: to make bank is so huge to break that one hundred, like that. The, the, gotta that have that day. big opening
0: weekend. Gotta have and those legs. Not gotta, happen. gotta make it over
1: five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Deadpool is not the same.
0: No. Again, and I, I, I'm not saying that it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm just saying, don't, don't say <laughs> never. N- never say never on that, because it is very possible.
1: Is that your uh, transition into 7 O Seven? We'll do the transition <laughs> <also> later. <laughs> Uh, actually, what I, actually the,
0: the next story is what I really want to transition to which is uh, connected to Wonder Woman because of course Wonder Woman comes out uh, June 2nd and then after that we have to wait until November for the Justice League for Justice League which of course anyone I this week <laughs> has uh, uh, has been listening to it's a very serious story um, <coughs> even though it affects you know something very trivial movies you know let's be honest we need some perspective it's not These, right. this isn't life and death and um, very sadly, uh, we in the, fan, uh, the, the fanboy community learned that uh, director Zack Snyder, who I would say is one of us, by any stretch of the imagination, Zack Snyder is a film geek. He's a comic book superhero guy. He lists weights. He's contributed to the <laughs> fan community in a gigantic way. He's brought back Superman. He adapted what everyone said was not adaptable in uh, doing Watchmen. And you know, uh, three hundred based on Frank Miller's work. So this man is—he is in this community. He is L-300. in three hundred. in this community, and unfortunately, we learned that uh, he and his wife Deborah and his uh, his first wife Denise uh, lost uh, a daughter who committed suicide on uh, in March, and he's in the middle of doing tackling this gigantic project. And, like, again, that's a long time for he it to be. to work to through continue. it. Or he tried to. Right. Now, he tried to. And then what basically it was is uh, he had already, apparently, you know, because most of the principal photography mm-hmm. for the film is done yeah. a lot of the special. He, you know, he's even sent out things. He worked up he, to the he's point. He's shown some special effects stuff like Aquaman mm-hmm. and some other things. And, of course, we got what was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailers, because he, he, uh, they put together one for Comic-Con, and then we got the first teaser trailer. So the uh, the film is obviously going through the motions. It's it's working, but he had put a apparently an assembly cut of the film together, showed it to some friends and everything. So he has he had his idea mapped out of what he wanted to do. Joss Whedon. Who was in negotiations uh, uh, to do Bat To do, do Back Back Girl, Girl and of course to bring on yeah, board and he was already, uh, uh, the, the DC uh, uh, superhero films at Warner Brothers. He had also already brought him in. Apparently, if I'm remembering, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, he already brought him in, saying, "Well, we have to do pickups and and a couple of reshoots. Uh, it's not post, a couple of some, resho- some reshoots. I don't know if a couple, but it doesn't sound like super extensive. Reshoots happen, pickups happen, the, all that kind of stuff happens." Uh, And he says, I want you to rewrite some things uh, here, 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 you know. And Whedon did it. He's part of the team now. And at some point, Snyder basically said, well, in order to do these reshoots, I would have to, you know, relocate to England again. And, you know, that would be a few months. And at this point, he just does not want to leave his family. He wants to, he's got, because look, the man has him, his wife, him and Deborah, they've got like, 7 kids that they're taking care of Oof. and now one of them is Busy. is passed oh. <laughs> one of them is passed and you know uh he just like I couldn't work through this you see like, I thought I could but I can't. And now... And his wife the, is also
1: a producer. As his I wife is also the it. producer.
0: And then, you know, he's also been doing these things like he's been... he. We saw him in China at the premiere for Wonder Woman mm-hmm. there. He's been doing press for Wonder Woman. He's, like I said, he, he and his wife are uh, producers on that one. And, you know, he wrote the story for, for Wonder Woman. And so now he's decided to step away and as tragic as the story is, and, you know, you almost feel crass about even bringing up talking about the movie after something like this it is a strange confluence of you know fate that this is going that this has happened this way because if Ed if I had told you in the year 2012 as soon as you got out of the theater seeing you know <clears throat> Avengers and I said uh, did you like Avengers Ed and you're like yeah it was re- it was great it was amazing Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well uh, guess what <coughs> in the future <laughs> not that we forget Avengers was 2012 it's only 2017. This is only five years ago. It's like, guess what? In five years, Joss Whedon isn't going to leave Marvel Studios. He's going to be brought on board Warner Brothers, and he is going to who's going to direct?
1: Who's going to direct Justice League? It's <laughs> your like, boy, exactly.
0: Yeah, Zack Snyder, exactly. The guy who made this, <laughs> this, Sucker Punch. <laughs> it's going to be this sort of thing where it's going to be like, and now he is putting the film together. Now, there's a lot of like, what I. Th- Already, the noise is out there. The, well, not just noise, but I found that it's very interesting. Is that you know the the hatred against Snyder was very personal online,
1: terribly personal. And we we say this all the time. You know, this is it's 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 gotten really repetitive. Um, where again because the fanboy nation goes crazy about because superman snapped zod's neck it's a sin yes 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 yes
0: and and batman and all batman v superman all that and the general approach to the, the the dc films um and it was really really ugly and i'm happy to say for the most part most people online have been very respectful they've been very like jesus this is a terrible tragedy i can't Now, again, there have been a handful here and there. the fan trolls are out there. Oh, Ed,
1: Ed. The fan trolls.
0: Ed, Ed, get this. Get this. uh, Like, it wasn't... I guess it wasn't too personal, but I just thought it was... I thought it was really crass. I thought it was low class. Kevin McGuire puts out a tweet where it's like he said something along the lines of, like, you know, it's a terrible tragedy, but I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad he's off the movie. And I'm like, how do you even... How does your mind even go there? How do you even, like, you know... Like I said, I feel bad just talking, having to talk about this because this was something he thought that he could keep private, and only brought into the public sphere now because he realized that there would. be, He was like, "Look, you know, trades. Da, da 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 da. If we would make a big change, it would be." He was like, I, "I I can't do it. So I'm gonna bring, go forward. I'm gonna take care of my, you know, my wife, my kids, the rest of my family." And on top of that, you know, he's leaving it in the hands of a real of a of a real pro. Because there's a handful of directors in the world who could handle something like this. And unfortunately, most of them work at Marvel. (laughs) He can't call in the Russo brothers who are filming (laughs) Avengers, uh, you know, Infinity War to do this film. And so here's this stroke of luck, you know, Joss Whedon, who's handled something like this before, who is a friend. And by all accounts, I think Joss Whedon is also a stand-up dude. I don't think he's going to go in there. However, I
1: did say, like, when you broke the story to me. And I'm like, oh, gosh. First thing I thought about is, <laughs> once press re- press junkets start, Joss is going to be like, you know, <laughs> he's going to look like... Um, like he's going to be an emaciated <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> he's going to be
0: Professor X. <laughs> exactly. Because, the way the he la- because making Age of, Age of Ultron seemed to ki- almost <laughs> kill
1: that man. <laughs> he, uh, he even like, uh, I remember uh, there was a press junket and um, he didn't even go to, I think he appeared... On the big screen, like at one of the cons. Skyping in from his house. Yeah, school, and he's like, like he's a, he's like in a in a, like a bathrobe and his like, hey, hair's everybody, like hey, everybody, hey, it's yeah, a nut. I'm just like for, really tired right thanks now. Thanks for showing
0: up, right? <laughs> yeah, uh you know, that's yeah, it's funny that they're you know, here's the two directors who have directed the Marvel DC team up films and they are in they are in many ways the polar opposites of one each other. Yeah, you know? meanwhile, one, you're is, like, a, one <laughs> is a real visualist, one is dialogue. One is a super buff guy who can lift an IMAX camera by himself. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was limping around the set of Age of Ultron. <laughs> it's, it is, you know, it's a, it's a strange... You even like,
1: said a, like, hey, you know, maybe Jim Jones is going to like... Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 here's my hope.
0: My hope is that in working on this film and working with Snyder's team that they kind of like, like hey, Zach, team. you know, take here's some supplements. Here's, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> let's, uh, let's get you working out here. Man, let's, let's do a solo something every, every Twitter's
1: morning. Twitter's going to, the Twitterverse is going to like uh, Breakout! I can't even imagine photos of what, him doing CrossFit.
0: Im- exactly, I can't imagine what a buff Joss Whedon Joss Whedon would look like. <laughs> and again, I don't want get I don't want to laugh too much <laughs> during the story because again, there's a lot. But um, you know, Whedon is coming in. He's he's gonna do some 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 rewriting for these pickups and reshoots. But he's not. I don't. I refuse to believe that there's going to be some sort of wholesale reconstruction of this film. No, uh, no for no. one, I, for one, anyone. People online I did
1: say, okay, go on.
0: People online. Some of them have said that and my answer to them has been, wow, you must really think Joss Whedon is a real a-hole because given the circumstances, all right, given this, the professionalism, given the fact that no, Joss Whedon would want, wouldn't want that done to him if he could not complete a project. Joss Whedon would, you know, and said, uh, I understand the stakes involved, the money. Let's bring in someone. I'm going to ask someone to come in, but I don't think he would be like. Well, the bottom. Yes, yeah, you can do whatever you the want. The bottom line be, is, you know, here you've already seen the blueprint I have trying to that. His foot is
1: more. He's his foot is more than just being in the door, right? You know, he's already involved, right? right. Uh, and yeah, the He's a part sorry. of this brain trust. That said, the big concern is WB executive meddling.
0: Yes, the studio, the which stu- is the studio notorious. Which I have again. This is why I I feel that Joss. Has the credibility to shield the production from that? On to- yeah, you don't bring him in and then be like, "You're gonna do this." and do this. It's like they brought Joss Whedon in to do what he needs to do. On top of that, you also have to under. I think that people are like, "Oh, Joss is just gonna do his own thing." And it's there's this thing, there's this invention called the telephone. I am sure that Zack Snyder is taking his time, but I am also sure that Whedon will not radically alter this without any consultation. To Zack Snyder, the the
1: the marketing the marketing geniuses, uh, exact suits. This is
0: actually to tell you the truth. There, there are a lot of issues with this film that I will be really interesting to see. I'm more now than ever. I want that Justice League Blu-ray because holy crap! That behind the scenes and the featurettes and stuff is going to be, I don't know. And then we have, like you said, press. We got San Diego Comic Con coming up Mm -hmm. in July in New York. Uh, And New York in October. Will the Justice League? um, Will the Justice League cast only be there? Will Whedon be with the cast? Will Whedon and Snyder be together? Like it's like it's. You're kind of wondering how they will. Yeah, you
1: you wonder how the junkets are going to be. Is it going to be like, "Eh, let's bring out our director, uh, Joss Whedon? Yeah, yeah, exactly. or,
0: Or and also what the reaction is. Right. Negative or positive to the film once it comes out. Mm. Again, I feel like I said, I feel a little crass even having to discuss this, but I think it is, it's going to be discussed one way or the other. Already online, it's like, well, if it's good, then obviously Joss Whedon was responsible. And if it's a bad movie, then Zack Snyder. And I have to say,
1: suck it. Shut uh, up. Suck it, fan trolls.
0: <laughs> it's, I,
1: I, I. And again, the fan trolls, they are plenty, they are a plenty, right? So. Yeah. Uh, Any age EH where you can just tweet whatever you want and just hide behind it.
0: Yeah, which goes into this whole idea of people are are have for the most part online have been pretty good about this, mm-hmm. but it should give them some perspective. Right. It's not, but it should because I I swear to God I've seen people talk about Zack Snyder in ways online where it's like you know he
1: didn't shoot your dog in front of you, okay. He, he he didn't he, he this didn't, is something that we kind of um again it's always a conversation when uh, as we're coming to the studio where you brought up about self-awareness
0: yeah right? the the fanboys need it and they too often don't have it it you, you know you're so into these worlds and these these fictitious mm. events and you know they mean so much to you and they're so close to your heart and I understand all that because I'm one of you but you have to at some point <laughs> when you're over the age of 18 Put it into some perspective and know that these people, you know, when you have all this vitriol against an actor or a choice in or, a film if or anything, so, then it it's is like your... it is just a movie. It is if, an entertainment. And the thing is, as important it... as art is to the soul of humanity, the end of the day, mm, your pocket isn't being picked. You know, your family isn't being roughed up. Well, I, I think if, if you are under danger. It's just a movie. If you do
1: have an opinion, certainly it is your responsibility to formulate some sort of rational response, you know, or the rational, a uh, rational r- reasoning know, behind well, he, he,
0: it's just, it's just like I think it's it speaks to something about these people's characters sometimes, because it's it's like you're, you're they're so intent on this stuff, and I mean, thank I guess I always said like I always said about the Star Trek versus Star Trek Next Generation. Thank God there was no internet back then because it would have been it would have been a knife fight of epic proportions. Um, The modern fan, we keep talking about, we keep talking about wanting to talk, uh, do a show or something about like the modern fan culture because there is just something about this online world of the pure id of every person just being, you know, shot out onto electronic screens all over the place and (laughs) Some people going way, way, way too far. And again, you know, I know the a response from a lot of people out there listening would probably be, well, it's the same thing as you just said about movies. It's just online world. It's just as, yes, but this is communication. This is interaction. This is, again, this is getting a real view on the inside of a lot of people's minds and how they This act very much goes back
1: to the and one time I don't know
0: it's just it's ugly stuff to um, see. Sometimes
1: one time where miguel and i uh we went to see colbert's first show on his first week <laughs> and we were online and right in front of us was you know we struck up a conversation with with this one guy and the conversation went into start star wars territory and immediately like some of the words that came out of his mouth was because uh, about the prequels F. George Lucas. Yeah, he just... Straight up. It was one of those things where you meet a person... And it was a, you meet a person
0: randomly, we're on this line, and suddenly he starts going into... And going off, and very super intensely, as though like... Like, whoa, you know, whoa. Like, whoa, yeah, yeah. I'm not George Lucas. <laughs> to get up the mouth. Yeah. It him up It was very close to that. And uh, Ed, I think I impressed Ed because my whole reaction was not to get into an argument with him. My my reaction was was just like
2: Julian eh. chopped him in the neck.
0: No. <laughs> no, my reaction was he was like, yeah, and it's got this and that and I was like, eh. I was just, and that was more frustrating to him than anything because it wasn't even like like, let's get into a fight cuz that is the other part of this sort of psyche of the some of the fanboys out there is they don't know any other way to communicate other than in some sort mm-hmm. of insane argument. And um,
2: I feel the same way about a politics set like a bar.
0: It, it, it there's something there's something, no there something to be no said there's something to be said there's something to be said about this is a general mm-hmm. cultural thing and we've we've touched on that before um but yeah just just to to, to wrap up the, this part of the story so it's gonna be really interesting come November I'm real still really super excited for Justice League I hope that uh, Wonder Woman lives up to the hype in leading up to it and I mean I have a really good I, I mean like. I, lo- I, I adore Man of Steel and I really 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 like Batman v Superman that said both of those films you what they a, delivered
2: for what you just said you got a contract from the fanboys
0: probably
1: we're down to like 100 yeah, exactly, followers I it. on Instagram <laughs> anyway, I, I enjoy it.
0: Uh, um, as much as I like those two movies what they gave me is not what I want from Justice League I want Knights of the Round Table. I want, if if Man of Steel is Star Wars and Batman v Superman is Empire Strikes Back, I want this to be Return of the Jedi. I want big battles. I want, you know, like I said, Knights of the Round Table, that kind of stuff. And we're, again, we're all looking forward to it, so hopefully it'll end uh I dig it. I dig it. And, uh, you know, just as a final word on this, you know, uh, all thoughts and prayers to the Snyder family, uh, uh, Zach, Deborah, and, uh, Zach's, uh, Zach's, uh, ex-wife, uh, uh Denise, because, uh, no one, no one should have to bury a child at the age of 20. Our next topic is, uh, another one, again, so many things coming out of, you know, out of the blue here. For many years now, uh, we know that how Sony has struggled, uh, with their Spider-Man films, uh, But now now they they, have (laughs) RDJs. Yes, well, now they've integrated, you know, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man introduced in Civil War into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there still was all of this talk about all the other properties that they own of Spider-Man, connected Spider-Man characters and concepts, and how they would then, you know, do spinoff films. And lo and behold, we get two, two two, two words coming down this week about that. Tom Hardy is cast... As Venom in a Venom solo film.
1: You merely were adopted into the darkness.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I <laughs> wish. <laughs> I,
1: does anybody even understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's
2: not stand on ceremonial ground, Batman. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, Mr. Wayne, I <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: molded by it. Um. And
2: do you accept this resignation? Trained, trained now,
0: by the League of Us, League of Shadows. That's it. and you betrayed us.
1: The last time we dogs. saw Venom, <laughs>
2: yes. on the big screen, Topher Grace. was, was
1: <laughs> with Topher Grace from that '70s show, right? Uh, in which they were oh really,
0: man. which was very, which was man, a Venom departure me. from the comics because. While Venom has always been a dark mirror to Spidey, and one could easily say that that's what they did in that film. Mm. I don't think that it's quite as bad. I, 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 also, no. I don't give a crap about Venom as a right. character. No, but like, it was Topher Grace, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, those are they're similar types.
2: But you've always known him as the buff, super buff dude. Yeah, exactly. That uh, you know human. that
0: Eddie Brock from the comics has always been you know uh, older Lifter. than oh, weightlifter, huge. <laughs> Yeah. And so Tom Hardy cast as the Eddie Brock version of Venom, that makes sense. actually makes me excited to see a Venom film. I before that, I had I zero know. interest. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 wait. But, but here we go. Here we go. I, I, before that, I had zero interest. I now have ten percent interest. I'm still not. <laughs> you can't deny well played, ten well, percent. I'm saying uh, you can't <laughs> deny that it says something about getting a Tom Hardy. And that level of talent and a man who's well, from what pretty, I understand, pretty it's, picky with pretty picky. From what projects. I understand,
1: it's separate from anything that's Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, and right? I don't know how that's going to work. At the same time, I'm also not without sure that Spider-Man. that is as set in stone as guess they say. What?
1: You know why? Because Sony is trying to get in on the Deadpool stuff. That's what they're well, trying they, to do.
0: They, well, Sony is struggling, so they, they need anything yeah, that they can right. bring. Cash in. Now, of course, there are lots of questions. How, Like you said, how do you do...
1: Without Spider-Man. Without Spider-Man, Spider-Man how do you do that?
0: without that. Now, there have been a couple of things...
1: Because Miguel... Jonathan, tradition like from from when growing up, Venom to me has always been the black costume come to life. Right. That's that Peter had had uh, found on Battle found World and on, Secret Worlds. Right. Yeah. And and it's become its whole whole entire entity. Um it has I understand it has a very strong um, following of a, 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 fa- a fan. If you
0: were a Spider-Man fan from the '90s, he was so huge. He was, they they did multiple stories. Right. I have never understood the appeal of the character myself. It's I understand
1: it's kind of cool, but I don't get the the huge reaction. And then it's like. When like when did he turn into a, an antihero? Yes, so, well, again, carnage, once, when he became like, super popular. That's right, what it was. Right.
0: So when you couldn't afford to have him just as the guy who was going to kill Spider Man anymore, it's like, wow, let's make him spin him off on his own thing. Um, My And I'm not. And I'm again. I don't know how they're going to work that out. I mean, some theories have been floating out that oh, this will actually be a story that takes place in the future of Tom Holland's character. I don't know. Uh, some have said um, uh, maybe they'll do some, they'll, maybe they'll essentially adapt some of the stuff from Ultimate Spider-Man in which the Venom was a, was not an alien situation, it was actually uh, a, a laboratory creation. In any case, Whoa. Hardy gives it a sheen that it didn't have before. And now suddenly it's like, well, how good is this script about Venom that they're getting a Hardy in there? How good is it? And what does this do then for the other projects that they have? They were going to do a Sinister Six movie without Spider Man, right? Um, which again, a lot of people hate. I, I think a Sinister Six movie could work without Spider Man. I think you could do that. I think you can. Yeah, you, I, I you, you, you could have. You're going to get a, a some, heist film with those guys. Uh, you know one, what you're
1: describing is uh, is is Sony's version of of, uh, of Suicide Squad.
0: <laughs> or thunderbolts or anything i but again i could see uh, that doesn't mean just because you know a lot of people don't like suicide squad doesn't mean i you know suicide squad's a mess but it's entertaining and it just needed a few tweaks i think to, to work better and i think you could do a, a a version of sinister stick and then we just learned that they actually is has been a female director attached to a team-up film of two spider-man characters um, Black Cat and Silver Sable they're getting a whole thing now again I'm on the outside of this because most people are against it most people are like ah they're very down on the idea but I have, a, I have a real soft spot for Silver Sable as a character I've always thought she was really cool I like the setup I like the idea of this small country and she's the leader and she has her own little mercenary band and she's you know the look is great the silver hair with the white uniform and everything and the name is cool Silver Stable I don't know Silver Stable in a while back which is a silver fox I would, I would I would I, <laughs> I, I, I would I would watch that film I I just I just would um, but there's something to be said about how them getting a Tom Hardy might mean there's some stuff happening behind the scenes that we don't know uh, that mean, there might be some real sure, major will I'll give it a
1: chance <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll a chance. give it a chance Meanwhile, um, where's my Shazam movie? You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, where's my well, where's Flash and all the you rest? You see what I'm Exactly. Like,
0: we're we're gonna get. Um, I I think that Wonder Woman is actually going to be very interesting because depending on its box office and its critical reception, and and right now it seems that it's doing you know very well, but I don't. Well, the 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 proof of the pudding is in the tasting. I'll know, you'll know, everyone <laughs> out there will know. Come June second. There's no doubt in my mind, though, that whatever Wonder Woman does, it is going to really affect. This is, this is going forward be, the decision making of these studios be about the, female uh, led products.
1: The the injection that DC will the DC cinematic universe. Well, I'm talking needs. about
0: beyond that. I'm talking about female projects.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I, I'm All talking
0: right. about like it will affect. Captain it will Marvel. affect Captain Marvel. It yes, will affect. They'll decide. Right. They did this. Should we copy it or they did this and. We don't no, want to copy. It. Let's do something right. different. We have to. We have to differentiate right. what you know. What their approach was. How it is. I. I. Uh, in any case. In any case, uh, our next story uh, is, is unfortunately a string of uh, more losses. You know, we are talking about uh, Zack Snyder's daughter Autumn dying. Unfortunately, we had three recent deaths uh, from the world of entertainment and uh, from the fanboy world, and they all have they all have a connection to something within the fanboy world. <laughs> And uh, start off with uh, the passing of uh, journeyman uh, penciler at, from Marvel Comics, uh, uh, Rich Buckler. Uh, Rich
1: Buckler, you have a soft spot for that because you're really into Deathlock. I'm not really into Deathlock. Actually, I did read. I didn't read his run. I read the
0: run from the 90s. Uh, but he was the original penciler for Death's of the Demolisher, Sheriff when he premiered in the late seventies.
1: And well, can I say something about that? Like, because when you told me about him, like, he's not a name that really pops. Right. But for those who did re- did had comic books were ubiquitous when you were growing up. He's one of the b- big ones. Him he and him and Roy Thomas were very much partners together. Yeah. Um, uh, you look at some of his early stuff. Uh, very much uh, would you say that it's very uh, like a a, a Kirby Yo, well he was one of the uh, him and many of the um
0: artists at that time were given specific instructions to ape Kirby's right. um his style or something something about Kirby um there was a, I'm trying to remember there was a saying actually I again I, I refer back to uh, Marvel Comics The Untold Story great book in which Essentially, well, one of these said, Stan wanted, Stan wanted Kirby to be Kirby, everyone else to be Kirby, and Ditko to be Ditko. Right. <laughs> that in other words, the only person he kind of gave like, don't don't ape Kirby style was was Steve Ditko, and that even after Ditko and all the rest of those guys had left, there was still like a quote unquote kind of a house style to to Marvel comics. And Buckler certainly filled, but he was, he was very talented. He was, he had runs on the Fantastic Four, he now, had runs on the Avengers.
1: Now for me, one of the things that, um, and again, like just doing the research, All-Star Squadron, mm-hmm. um, growing up, uh, for whatever reason, All-Star Squadron was on my need to buy list every <laughs> month. It's because you like, just like the, I remember you saying you just love, you love the look of Hawkman. Yeah. Um you know what I think it's the ensemble thing. it was but it's like in you know, hey issue number 2 you got you know it's like you got to get on the ground floor yeah you know and um the everyone jumping out of the page that was something Yeah huge but, too. but
0: Buckler was Buckler was, is again he's the co-creator co-creator and he's one of these guys that again as I every time we lose one of these people I keep saying we keep these people keep passing these people who were the creators and artists of these comics, from that any of us in our forties read from the late seventies, from the early eighties, the early it was a different time, and we lose them more and more. And you know, uh, again, as always, attention should be paid because here we are living in the world where there are billion-dollar films being made, <laughs> Justice League is being made, Avengers, Spider-Man, all these sort of things yeah. are realized. And, and unfortunately, you have them. Unfortunately, it's a medium
1: that's also slowly dying too.
0: Yes, the com the home the home medium of comics is, of course, another thing. so you know it's it's sad when that community can uh, you know loses someone. so a moment of silence for Rich Buckley. Now unfortunately, we also ha- have to talk about uh, the passing of uh, Chris Cornell. yeah, another person who.
1: Uh, comic book <laughs> no, no, no. Chris Cornell, of course. You of all people, John. Of all
0: people, the, the, the bona fide sound engineer in here.
1: Now, we had a long discussion about this, right? Because this is where we we got into sort of like a... Like, it like, branched like, off into something else we're not going to get into. <laughs> no. But,
0: but Cornell, without a doubt, probably one of the greatest rock vocalists of his generation. And you might... Put him up there with uh, any of the, all the great all times, you know. You've got Soundgarden, you've got his work Temple of the Dog, you've got um, the creation of Audio Slave, which is basically just Cornell teaming up with Rage Against the Machines. Uh, and I mean, the ma- the man had such a fantastic voice, and you know, contributed to pop culture. But then the fanboy part of it is that, of course, you have his amazing. Uh, song for the Casino Royale James Bond reboot. You know, you know my name. I mean, it if I, I refuse to think that if you're going to do like the top ten or top five well, like let Bond me... film themes, that it's not going to be up there along with yeah, like this, this whole like
1: thing. I'm not going to get into it, right? I'm not going to get into it. Um, but one thing about Chris Cornell that's undoubtedly that's like I, I'm I'm a musician. I've played some gigs in my day. Uh, I've been in bands and um, I am not a child of the 90s. I spent my my early my my late teens my 20s in the 90s and Cornell is pretty much the epitome of what you have Nirvana set aside. He's one of the giants of that. He's era. One, one of, the of, that, of the giants of that that era of that Black hole sound, Black sound. Brown sounds grunge era flannel wearing, wearing culture. And I ha- I would ha- I I would have to say that that was a culture that didn't very much resonate with me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean as a musician I a lot of my tastes were very much brought up by um uh classic rock, Led Zeppelin, Beatles. Um and when Grunge hit, it really didn't resonate to me that much. Now that that set aside. You could not deny his could vocal not deny. ability I, vocal I ability did, I did play um uh some covers with with some bands that I was I was in right, soundgarden covers you said right? yeah soundgarden covers uh what was it i think it was um um i not spoon man but whatever the case My God, was spoon i you know i had honestly went, since since i had completely
0: forgotten about spoon- there's another amazing like as a performer i mean obviously um it's sad when you know some we lose someone like as that young and he was still performing he was still out there he obviously he could still like...
2: like a day or two before. Yeah, cast, right?
0: yeah. It just like you know, crazy. what? Is, what is you know? Uh, I I don't know what's your your opinion of you Sound Soundgarden, Audio Slave, that kind of stuff, John. What's?
2: Um, I'm sort of like Ed. Um, you know, Nir- big Nirvana fan. Um, I like some grunge music, but was never really totally into the scene. Mm-hmm. But with that said, of course, um, Car- uh, Cornell was amazing.
1: You know, and like I have to say that Black Hole Sun has been replaying in my head for the past four days. I've been sick for four days. It's an undeniable so, song. Yeah, it really you know. is an
0: undeniable. I, again, I think sounds. I think uh, Black Hole <clears throat> Sun's undeniable. I think Spoonman's undeniable undeniable, uh, in that sense. And I honestly, I think like stuff like Cochise, uh from Audio Slave. It's like it's like an undeniable song. It's now like, you just listen. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna rock out to this.
1: There is know. a. There is a. Um, I think there are some haters out there um, uh, who really were critical because he did a cut with, he did a song that was produced by Timbaland, And I'm going to say that I personally don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, I mean again, that shows,
0: but she, that shows that as the, an artist, he right. was
1: willing to He's stretch ready, and to do different it. things, yeah. you know,
0: I mean, um, uh, uh, but, uh, for a lot of people, this is, this is, you know, music, uh, and you guys as musicians know this personally, I mean, music is just so spiritual. It so speaks to so much of your inner core that you know the passing of a guy like this it really has affected a lot of people. Yes, and you know his music, what he brought uh, you know into the world was, you know, like I said, is integral to some people's their lives. And you know, for that, I just like to say.
2: Oh yeah, there's some hardcore fans. That's yeah, very yeah. sad. Very, very. And then very, very, there are guys very,
1: like, so. like 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 me. You know, I'm like, um, I said straight up, I'm like. Um, yeah, you know, way better than Eddie Vedder. Again, I'm gonna slap, get slapped. Wow, yeah, in exactly. My-
0: and F- Vedder's is a great
1: vocalist. I uh, mean, like, sorry, don't have any love for him. For, Scott, Scott Weiland's nope.
0: Okay, oh. but, all right. Let's let's.
1: But before listen, we, you bef- have to, to read. Yeah, re- yeah, seriously. That's, have, that's the thing. Let's you, let's you have table to respect that. these guys.
0: You're, let's table that and just say. Let's just table that and just say that uh, Cornell will be sorely missed by many, many people in this world. His contr- his contributions were to entertainment were were very large, and for that, a moment of silence for Chris Cornell.
2: And- Unf- uh, that uh, was that was uh, Miguel's uh, Supergirl's a bitch moment for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, anyway. you, know what it is, you know what it is okay John you and I we have a friend his name is Arturo right Yeah, yeah. Arturo used to go I can I can just make up a, a, a grunge song right now and he would just like just s- stream of consciousness so Arturo if you're listening to it right now um, right. I'd love for you to come on the show and show us your skills <laughs> and show us your skills of <laughs> grunge <laughs> improvisation
0: uh Funn- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, blah, 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 blah,
0: blah yeah, yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> All right. Now uh, we have one last, unfortunately. All right, get the giggles out, guys. Get the giggles out. We have one last uh, death that we have to talk about. We're having
2: some fun, man.
0: I know we're having fun, but we have one last death oh, to I see. talk about.
2: Right. This is like death at a funeral.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is this is probably maybe the biggest off of that of of that list of uh, unfortunately, we have finally and uh, strangely, I didn't. I didn't believe it, but then I was like, oh, it, it is true. We, we lost uh, our first on-screen James Bond. Uh, Sir Roger Moore. George Hamilton. <laughs> we'll explain that. Because most people won't know what you're talking about. Uh, passed away, 89 years old. Um, he was the second, uh, he was the third actor to play James Bond uh, on screen.
1: The James Bond of my childhood.
0: Yes, James the James Bond of 80s, the of the late seventies and through and most 80s. of the eighties, and uh, he had had a long and very rich career. He had he had done all sorts of things. He had done uh, genre films, World War II films. Of course, his breakout thing was The Saint. Uh,
1: yes, 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 yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Moore had, uh, and when people, you know, the fact that his 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 Bond was so suave and so. You know, ingratiating. That was the man himself. He was, he was absolutely, positively. You know, very few people
1: had a bad thing to say about him. Um, well, not we're not talking about the movies, but <laughs> about the man. Yes, <laughs> we're talking about the man. Uh, and, well, let me just go through Moonraker, View to Kill, uh, Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, Octopussy, For Your Eyes Only, The Spy Who Loved Me. That's we, a
0: that's a that's a long run of. It bond. is a long run,
1: and I think it's the longest run. Of any of any uh, Bond I actor,
0: think so. I, I think I think it's I think it's over Connery and Brosnan by okay. by, by a bit.
1: Now, can yeah. I just bring up Moonraker, please? Are you is this about uh, this? Is yes. Hold on. So <laughs> I'm you two, the other the other night. You know, after learning about his death, I decided to YouTube uh, a scene from Moonraker. It's a space scene where there uh, uh there a bunch of guys are in spacesuits they're trying to fight their way into the space station okay this is exactly what you hear and then they get inside um uh uh more he's flanked by jaws who by the way ladies and gentlemen is wearing a t-shirt and you can see the underwear that he's wearing underneath with suspenders why would you wear suspenders in space i do not know why (laughs) it was the 70s man what do you want? Suspenders in space. Suspenders in space. Moonraker, ladies. and
0: See, gentlemen. see. Right now, I bet you that there. I, I bet you that uh, as as we speak, there, there, there. Someone somewhere up in space right now that's got suspenders on.
1: <laughs> I just. I guarantee you. You're. you're this, are you wearing suspenders now? Your your signature suspenders. Yes, you are.
0: Yes, I am. And I. And if I went into space, you better goddamn believe I'd have my suspenders
1: on. <laughs> What <laughs> with that on the t-shirt <laughs>
0: uh, but <laughs> Moore, uh, uh Moore's run on Bond was you know people can complain about it now people who were like well the campiness you know, it's, it, 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 it got very campy you know it got very gimmicky but for a long time it, you know that defined James Bond you know it was more suave than necessarily Connery's sort of like cold-blooded killer <clears throat> It became very. It depended on the gimmicks more, the you know the the the, the gadgets and stuff that he had, and uh, the the tone of it became very much more playful and escapist than some sort of like hardcore like you know assassin, assassin working for the you know British intelligence stuff, and after Bond, he continued to get work here and there. Um, he was always very, very gracious with fans. He was always very gracious about himself because <coughs> I don't think he had this sort of thing. Where it was like after he got typecast for as Bond that it was like, oh, that's uh, I'm going to be angry about that. No, he 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 played up to it, which goes into the George Hamilton bit where Cannonball Run, Cannonball um, Run, 2, <laughs> where he's you know he basically plays a parody version of himself. Cannonball,
1: Cannonball Run, the first one.
0: Oh, he was in the first. That was the first <laughs> one.
1: So the scene is that. Um, uh, he I picks up this girl. They're, more than they're driving halfway, around. Yeah, they me yeah. around, and the girl's like, "Wow, I'm you know no I one can't would ever believe, believe
0: I, I'm never going to believe to tell my friends that
1: that I'm, that, uh, that I've met George Hamilton, George Hamilton, George Hamilton."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know that, but that shows that he had a he had a sense of humor about himself, about the situation that he was this iconic. Character. Well, if you
1: watch Cannonball Run, and then there's the the the, po- the post credit scenes or the the credit scenes. There's that scene, blooper scene, where he holds a gun to his mother.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) Right. And then what
1: does the mother say?
0: Oh, she says something because he's really The character's red. It's like, Sydney, what are you doing? Put the gun down. (laughs) Um, He continued to play roles, you know, late into his career. He, He. he just, like I said, very few people had a bad thing to say about the man, and his contribution... B- bond is a huge... Bond is a gigantic worldwide phenomenon, and he, you know, he defined Bond for many, many people for many, many, many years. So, um... Sidney
1: G- Seymour Goldfarb Jr. Sidney <laughs>
0: Goldfarb Jr. Okay. As I said, he, he defined Bond for many, many years, and... You know, Bond is you know one of the, again one of those bedrock you know fanboy culture things that is yep. well, there's, yeah. there's perennial. It's right. always going to be here. You know, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. Um, who knows where that franchise itself is going to in the future? But without a doubt, you know, some respect to the past. So, our final moment of silence for Sir for Sir Roger Moore. Roger Moore.
2: We'll edit that. <laughs> edit point that. Get the edit point in there.
0: Okay, our our last two in the news subjects, and we'll 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 rip through these. Uh, uh, it's very simple. Um, we got our first look at apparently what universal studios is going to be doing with uh, one of well, some of the characters they own which uh, and what they will be doing with this specific franchise now uh, for anyone who doesn't know universal has always had from their classic 1930s and 40s films uh, a sort of shared horror universe in a way the first shared universe yeah, those films had frankenstein you know, and Dracula, you know, Dracula and the Wolfman, those sort of things. And for the 21st century, we are getting a a recreation of that sort of world. And so we got get a picture of the dark universe, the dark universe mm-hmm. of universal, which will be their monster uh, shared universe. films. Now, the first film that comes out is, is the, the mummy, the mummy with, the which, Tom with, with Tom Cruise and Sofia Boutella. Mm-hmm. But we have learned now the casting for the rest of the universe. So Well
1: got- um uh, Russell Crowe, who's also in the mummy, he plays Dr. Henry Jekyll. Right? A which sort is of a- who Mr. will be perhaps
0: a connective tissue kind of character, right. a Nick Fury or so um, for them.
1: And the two that are added on, on a uh, at a later movie, which is gonna be the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. um uh, Javier Bardem is gonna be Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp. We get Johnny Depp as the, the Invisible, Invisible Man, Man yeah. So um, the photo was put up. Uh, I'm particularly excited. I think the potential for some really good stuff is coming our our way, if it's done well. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the buzz is for The Mummy is, though. A
0: strange... Here, the buzz is very mixed at this point, which is funny because every time I've seen that film in theaters, I've seen the trailer Mm -hmm. in theaters, it's always gotten a really good reaction. And Cruz is a big star. I... And it looks damned good, like like in terms of production values. Now I'm
1: going to tell you the experience. Like my wife is a huge Brendan Fraser the mummy fan. <laughs> and you know, I look at her, I'm like, uh, really? Even still with that third one, where they couldn't even get and Rachel, I never Rachel thought that they come films. back. For that I never one.
0: thought any of the mummy films were. Well,
1: the first one was. You know, it's it a serviceable it's adventure fun, right? film. Right. So, but doesn't blow. The your- rock. So she heard about the mummy. She heard about the mummy trailer and she got like said well there's, there's another one coming out I'm like yeah but it's with Tom Cruise she was like Tom Cruise I'm like honey it's a completely different
2: film it's a reboot right it's yeah it's nothing to do with the has
1: nothing, nothing to do yeah, whatsoever yeah. you know <laughs> and
0: what did what did what did Jennifer <laughs> she, say it okay. went from like boop,
1: that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> but again but like I uh, am in particular his character is Nick Morton soldier fortune a mercenary right um
0: and might and might indeed be the character we might follow through these various films
1: now there were some, i think there was some buzz Indiana jones there were some rumors prior to production that he was going to be a van helsing type of character which I'm fine
0: which is which is uh, fine i i again the, there's something to be said about that photo that they put out like you said where Someone's look gonna, at that collection of talent Yeah. Bardem. Javier Bardem. Russell Crowe. Johnny Depp. I mean, this is. There's a chance for these. Uh oh. Someone's going to.
2: Don't get me started started on Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. He's failed me. Like, Microsoft has failed me since XP.
1: Well, look. Look. You know. The that's Kudos. Ten.
2: Kudos, John. Ten like ten movies in a row, all Did you I knew Absolutely how is, I,
1: I, how, is I the, absolutely, how is the latest I, I pirates? Get, I get what
2: you're I get what you're coming from.
1: How's the latest Pirates movie tracking? Or, or
0: not well. Not well, not right. Well. And, I, get, and I, I absolutely get I, I get where you're coming and from. And Bart in that one too. Bart in that one too, I get where you're coming from, John. I well, totally get where you're coming to
2: from. To be fair, a lot of those films were like The Pirates franchise like, and sell have not... not um, not necessarily the pirate films, but he has made a lot of, like, these side indie films. And well, those, he... Those, those sort of tanked. Those
0: movies. sort of... Well, a lot of stuff is not... He is not... But there's no denying the man's talent. He just... Um, he was in the... He, he was just added to the Harry Potter universe, right? He is, uh, yeah,
1: uh, in, that's in, correct. In, in, okay. He's in the Fantastic Beasts. Correct. He's
0: in Fantastic Beasts. And whatever you want to say about him and in, in you know in particular but just that group it's like that's a very talented group so this is where they're going for they're 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 all in and there's still some pretty juicy roles up that you know that they're going to get you you joked about it you said what's next steve Busemi as, as the, the creature, creature from, from the black, the black, black lagoon, lagoon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, or Penel- or penelope uh, um javier's wife Penelope as the bride, who knows? <laughs> uh, dude, that's not bad. That actually is that actually is
0: is is genius casting, if nothing else. Um I had actually uh I'd like to give a shout out to someone superhero hype who put this up and I said yes, and then I expanded on the idea, but this guy, I was like, Okay, alright, and your guys are gonna hate it. I'm telling you, it would be the way I describe it would be fantastic. He was like, Well, who who plays Dracula? And even though he did a movie where he was Dracula's nemesis, Ed.
1: Hugh?
0: Hugh Jackman is Dracula. Now wait. So I can who, see it. So who does Hugh go up against?
2: Christian Bale, of Boom! <laughs> Boom!
0: You, Christian Bale as Van Helsing. If you made a a Dracula movie, wow. Of 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 it's all about and bats again, too. And, and this is
1: and, and I gotta <laughs>
0: get, I gotta give the shout out to the person who said this on SuperHop. as a poster named uh, uh, Peyton Westlake, and this was his whole thing. He put up these two pictures of them. He says, "Yes, this is your Dracula and this is your Van Helsing." And I saw it. and I was like. Yeah, you got it. You <laughs> yeah. nailed it. You nailed it, son. Now, imagine a modern Dracula movie in which it's more like it's a gothic tinged than modern, but it's much more like a a more a suspic- cat, No, a cat and mouse between the guy chasing a serial killer I mean, and like the, the serial killer. mean like the prestige of a different... No no, 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 no. I'm talking about like a serial... Make it, make it almost like a serial killer movie. Set
1: raw. Where Van you know Helsing movie?
0: is like chasing this person. Do you know who is in they- this movie? <laughs> oh, hello my name is Eagle, my- Eagle.
2: I'm Eagle <laughs> <It's> distracting <laughs> you want me to trash your lights I'll trash your lights in any case in any case
1: now um, there is no oh good this for is you a, this is a shared universe of oh, the classic good. monsters right so Godzilla and King Kong are not a part of this universe well first off that's at Warner Brothers so, so yeah. there you go. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's, that's,
0: it's different monsters, though. Ed, we know that there's kaiju, and then there's right. like these horror guys. Right. They're, they're two separate things. I don't even know where you go
1: with that. one Well, right? I'm saying it's, it's, it's like well, King Kong. He's very much a, a well. And of it's just the classic. idea there
0: another another classic,
1: um,
0: you know, you know, property that's also getting in the expanded mm-hmm. universe treatment. Now, I don't know about anybody else. I hope that these films err a little more on the side of.
1: Well, what we're getting is I don't is, just
0: want them I don't want Transformers. No. I don't want Pirates of the Caribbean. But what we're, I want them to have the aspects, the horror aspects horror. at the forefront and I'm not even a horror fan. Make them horror.
1: But are we getting yeah. a a sophisticated version of or bet, or a refined version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I mean the movie, not not the Alan Moore.
0: You, you know, novel. You, you're because not, you have
1: two two properties Jekyll you and the Invisible Hyde Man, and, right? And the an Invisible Man who were using it in, Yes,
0: indeed. You know what? I hadn't even made that uh connection but you know, you 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 have a point. Um again, I just don't want them to just be modern spectacle movies. You know, I I I want the, there to be some sort of the Michael Bay
1: <laughs> presents I don't, know I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't
0: know. All right, and to uh, to cap it off all the news that we we have got this week, um just for me and Ed because it's it's it, it's actually a little old. It's a couple of weeks back. But um we got a trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Me and Ed, we did a 50th anniversary show of Star Trek. We are gigantic Star Trek nerds here. <coughs> Jonathan's a fan of Star Trek. Um enjoyed the m- reboot movies that have been spearheaded by J.J. Abrams. And now we know that uh, CBS wanted to do get their streaming service off the ground, and a big part of that is they have given they're giving us a new Star Trek show, a show called Star, Star Trek, Trek Discovery. Discovery. Uh, we got Michelle Yeoh in the cast. Um, who's the other?
1: Uh, um, the actress who plays Sasha from Walking Dead. Uh, let me let me get her name. Let me just make sure I get oh, it right. Oh yeah. Um, she's now. I, it seems to me that the um. Saniqua uh, Martin Green. Mm. Um it seems to me that she's being pushed as the based on the trailer, as the main, main focus character. She's who, the focus Because of the she's game. like uh she's part Vulcan. I don't know if she's half Vulcan or whatever, but she is what? part Vulcan.
2: Part yeah. Vulcan and Black.
1: Yeah, right. You know? Now <laughs> wait, it, wasn't wait, wasn't wasn't... wasn't? B- b- yeah, no, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Wasn't wasn't uh
0: wasn't Enterprise b uh, b- uh, b- uh b- Torres? No, not Bel- Enterprise. Um, oh, uh, um the, the 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 female Vulcan at T'Pel, um that actress uh, Jolene Jolene Blaylock. Yeah, isn't she half-black? No, are you sure? Yes. Okay. Sure, really. <laughs> I thought I I really I thought I thought that all she was Vulcans a... look the same. To you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, me... <laughs> it all comes out now. <laughs> Oh my! Now we see your true. My species <laughs> color. My species. <laughs> all Vulcans innings. look
1: the same to you, Puerto Rican <laughs> Puerto Ricans. <sighs> I,
0: I, yes. <laughs> see, that's they're the one. Yes, they all do. Klingons actually look different, but remember when they went to Spock's whole. All planet?
1: Vulcans have like have,
0: you know, have 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 Mo have Mo Howard haircuts and do they and all have? Do they yes, have, they all have more Howard. Do they Howard have haircuts? like you know eyebrows? <laughs>
1: depends. depends. Uh, <laughs> know. But or he has yeah, curvaceous too uh dude
0: <laughs> Spock's betrothed wife
1: she is my wife we're getting
0: we're getting off the subject here of okay King now Discovery. when
1: they when they was announced that uh, Michelle Yeoh was cast as a captain mm-hmm. I immediately got excited um I the, the now I think we differed in opinion on how we felt about the trailer uh I'm looking forward to it Um, but are people going to be, are people going to be signing up for the access, the streaming service for this? That I'm not sure. Um,
2: why, when you can go on,
1: don't, don't (laughs) say no, but,
2: but, wait, wait, wait. Um, but where does this take place? When? Like Um, a going to take, I
0: think it takes place some, a, a period before, um, Kirk, Kirk, so it's after it would be after it would Enterprise, be after Enterprise, but it would be before, before uh, uh, the Yes. And now, now Ed, you you said you Michelle Yeoh. Um, uh, what, what's this uh, actor? Saniquea Martin Green. Green. Now, what was interesting about the trailer was that they definitely was like, oh wow, these two women are front and center. It seems that it's also not going to be essentially Michelle They're Yeoh high- as the central character, but as you said, the development of this first officer you know, rising through the ranks and learning under a mentor. So it's, okay, that's different. But I have to honestly say, nothing in that trailer excited me.
1: And this is the trailer where I I, I don't, I can see what you're getting at, you know, because the trailer, uh, there is something underwhelming. We, we're not getting, you know, like, give us more, right? I think, however, I think the, the casting is very smart, especially for your castings. Now, let me just bring it back to The Walking Dead. If you're if you don't watch Walking Dead, but if you do watch Walking Dead, she's a known Sasha had one of the um, biggest exits from the series. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, you remember, right? a Spoiler, right? That is a spoiler. spoiler, Okay. So um, so that and that I think is very. That's already that's smart though. That's smart. High profile casting.
0: Part of a part of a previously very very popular show. Bring her in. Michelle Yeoh has an international. You know, uh, following and, you know, and Michelle Yeoh's wonderful people. I mean, like she's in Discovery, of course, you know, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I just felt that it didn't really I didn't see anything that grabbed me, even though it was interesting to see something like say, hey, well, I'm absolutely I absolutely want to know what the new Klingons are like you know the, the new
2: Klingons the new Klingons sounds like a record yeah.
0: <laughs> the new Klingons if I had a punk band I'd call them the new the Klingons new um I, I'm you know that does that's about the only thing that really grabbed
1: name. Me. we change our names to the old Klingons it just didn't make sense in <laughs> 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 so the new
0: Klingons <laughs> and then they were there then they, were, um, then, they then, then of the band they became the Romulans then they became Romulans <laughs> it's just in it the sense it's <laughs> just making sense for God. Uh, but <laughs> uh
2: we have a new song called Tranquarter.
0: Hello St. Louis Uh, But yeah At the end of the day it didn't grab me And it certainly didn't make me want to sign up For this CBS streaming service
2: I mean, right, if, it, if this is the only show they're gonna have, well, they're like, obviously will have more. They're like, no, but well, like, with they is, and the
0: end, rightly so. rightly this is so. Like,
2: we made this show just for our streaming services. Please sign up. Please
0: Pretty sign much up. because Star Trek, no matter what anyone thinks about how it's fallen <laughs> here, it's not as popular as Star Wars and it is enough of an audience that if you grab,
2: a you court. don't
0: need to have every single Star Trek fan. Yeah, you know, you could get a quarter of but, Star Trek fans, yeah. and it'll still probably. Be a viable business model for them, you know. I just think for myself, it it just it it didn't grab me. It didn't it didn't do anything for me. So you know, do yeah. you have anything else to add uh, to uh, Star Trek Discovery? I'm
1: looking forward to it. You know, okay. and um uh I but again, I'd like to see more. Uh, and maybe
0: a second trailer will change my mind. Uh, maybe maybe it will get yeah. me a little more. Hyped. How
2: much is a s- subscription?
0: Oh, I don't. I actually don't know what what <laughs> it is. <laughs> no.
2: You know, I want to see. It. Okay. But I have a hypothesis because you okay. said it's before the original mm-hmm. series, but after Enterprise, mm-hmm. and you said she, she's mentored by some famous captain. The mentor is Christopher Pike.
1: You know, if we get a little bit of group, I think Bruce, uh, uh, Bruce Greenwood as like a lieutenant. I don't know.
0: <laughs> we're getting oh my God! How much money would you have to spend to de-age Bruce?
1: No, Greenwood you don't. Know <laughs> <I> get another <laughs> actor to play him. You
0: know what I mean? Well, well, you know, with the with the you know with the CGI stuff now. Um. So uh, I managed to do a double feature the other day. We're not going to talk about uh, one of the films because we had a mini revolution in here um, <laughs> a moment ago about
1: it. A filibuster of sorts. Uh, 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 uh,
0: managed to <clears> one <throat> film. Uh, but we will talk about Christ. the second film I saw, uh, which was uh, Guy Ritchie's uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword, which was a, a big tentpole you know, piece that uh, Warner Brothers put out. Now, I am a big fan of uh, Arthurian legend stuff. I like... Uh, of course, Excalibur is one of the greatest sword and sorcery films of all times. It's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite movies of all time. John Borman's uh, you know, wonderful 1980s epic. And there was a, you know, there was a certain amount of anticipation for this film. Now, frankly, um not crazy about Charlie Hunnam, who of course plays the the lead in it, but there's something about Guy Ritchie. I I like his films, um, even though I don't Charlie like all Holmes. of them. You know, Sherlock Holmes, Lock, knock, uh, and Two Smoking Barrels, you know, Snatch. I mean, the guy, the guy's talent. He has, he has, he has a, you know a Guy Ritchie film when you see him. And of course, that actually puts some people off for, for this film. Now, neither of you guys have seen it. So, you know, uh, if you guys want to interrogate me about this, uh, you know, pipe, you know, chime in whenever you want. Uh, overall, this is a perfect example of a film which is not horrible. But not particularly great either. And it comes down to a, a, some creative issues just with the script and I think with the casting. And finally, I'm going to well, make well, a complaint I think that I normally have never, you. I think I told I've never you, like... done about most films, which is there's a, there's a problem with the
1: uh, use of, of special effects in this as well. But uh, what was that, Ed? Oh, well, then I say like, Go watch something else. I mean, (laughs) because I I have zero interest in this, right? And uh, why is that? Because (laughs) for someone who did study Arthurian tales uh, in high school and college, um, there won't be anything that's going to come close uh, to To the epicness of Excalibur, Excalibur, right? I'm not saying that because both... Picard and Qui Gon are in this, right? <laughs> if any, yeah, but and and you know, what? for someone, I is I really just I enjoyed Star Wars movie, right? I enjoyed um, the the Sherlock Holmes films, right? That um, Richie's doing. but Guy Ritchie to me is is to me he's sort of that guy who, oh, you know what he he does uh, BMW commercials. Okay, right? all right. Uh, he makes really great small yeah. little movies. Um, and to me, there's a lot of like, uh, like, uh, like Charlie Dunham, who's from Charlie Dunham uh, from, uh, from from uh, Anarchy,
0: uh, 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 Sons of Anarchy, and of course, he was the lead in the uh, you know Pacific Rim.
1: Right. I mean, this
0: is yeah. There's there already it's it. you know with that already it's like that's the but and Jimon Hansu's in this. Jimon Hansu, who, yes, who's apparently Morgan Freeman was not available.
1: Right. Hey, guess what? You know, uh, it's like it's like uh, is it anything like you know uh, Matt Damon in the Great Wall? You know. <laughs> <where
0: it's like> <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. See, you can not even see me. You
1: guys are busting out. All right, let me
0: just get out my, what I think. Or about Morgan Freeman and Robin Hood. Let me get. Let me get out. I fight for you. <laughs> I am not <laughs> one of you, but I fight for Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, let me. Let me just get out very quickly. The film, as I said, it is not <laughs> a horrible film up to bottom. It's not particularly uh, top to bottom. It's not particularly offensive. None of those things. It's not even particularly stupid or anything. But there is an ineptness in certain aspects of it. Now,
1: and I did ask you, like, where is Merlin in this? And you right, said, yes, there's no Merlin, but no, this Merlin. Is, but no wait, Merlin.
0: But wait, but wait, but it is chock full <coughs> of magic. It is very much the opposite of most of the last title, uh, the, the last 20 years of Arthurian films, which have m- very much been more, hey, let's make it more realistic. Let's take the magic out. This is magic big time all over the place. the like <laughs> sounding
2: like Bodega Nights, man. No this sounding like Bodega Nights. Ladies proof. and gentlemen, to be continued in joke
0: number 375, Bodega Nights from These Things Write Themselves. Yeah. Uh, so, Bodega Nights starring Jay Hernandez and, and Luis, L- Guzman. Luis Guzman. But getting back again to my review of this movie... You, I'm having a, I'm honestly, I'm having a mutiny in here. Oh, That's man. what's going on here. Man, there's a sword in the I'm stone, having a mutiny. man. I'm These guys are just not, wet. they don't want to, they, they, hey, they, man,
2: they.
1: Give me the
2: Malta. Malta.
1: You might I have, have the strength to. Six pull the pack sword. of Malta Goya, we hardly knew you. All right. <laughs> Hermano, you notice the sword in the stone? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you, okay. Whoever pulls this sword
1: from the stone. <laughs> You're going to be the king of England. What <laughs> what name would you be, sir? My name is Sir Percival. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to this
0: movie. It's not horrible. There's a lot of good members of the cast. There's a lot of good stuff in this film. I think the biggest issue is the fact that there's a coterie of people in Charlie Hunnam's Arthur's orbit that are really not well-developed, and they should be. They're his running buddies. They're the re- leaders of the rebellion. And you have Aiden Gillen and Jaiman Huntsu <clears throat> as these two leaders of the rebellion against the king, as the king who had killed Arthur's father. Now, when you have Jaiman Huntsu and Aiden Gillen, they're they're veteran actors, and, and even if you don't write good material for them, they're still going to stand out because they know what to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, for all these other characters that are you know Arthur's sidekicks through the film, they're, they they... The, the the writing is not particularly good and the performers are not, they're not horrible, but they, they don't pop. They don't, they don't make you go. As I like to said, there are certain things that happen to characters in the film. And if you're excited or scared or whatever, you're just excited or scared because in general, anyone would be for anyone in that situation. Oh, someone's about to cut their head off. Oh, hey. I'm, I relate to that because I don't want my head cut off. But you don't relate to them specifically as their characters because they don't ingratiate you. They're not real all that interesting. They're not all that engaging. Uh, the, uh, the other issue is if, is um, something I don't usually ever complain about in movies, which is I don't complain about overuse of CGI or shaky cam or slow-mo. But I'm telling you right now.
2: I hate shaky cam, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Too much I, cam, I, I
0: I'm going to say right now... Blair Witch, I hate you. This film had two big uh, VFX sequences that unfortunately... Too much. Way too much of it, and it wasn't very, very clear. It was less Zack Snyder and much more Michael Bay.
1: Now, you did say that Jude Law had a very great scene in this. Jude Law is one of the best parts of the film as the villain. He's not a
0: mustache twirler, and he's not super flamboyant. But he's this great, solid villain. Uh, There's this one scene where, essentially, uh, they give this great armor, and he has this—the way Richie shot this discussion with Arthur about, like, he's threatening him, and it's all about his, like, fear and control and how it makes you the person who's instilling this fear in people to to feel what it does for you, all the rest— and it's I call it I, I like to call it an evil Messiah moment. Because he's really he's out there with this crowd and he puts his it's just it's masterfully done. And there's a lot of stuff in this film that is really, really well done. Richie's style works in terms of like getting you up to date with things. There's a whole portion where it's like Arthur, they where they go through Arthur's history as from a kid to you know, Hunnam's age. And it's just like boom, 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 boom. It's like you get all the bullet points, you get everything you need to know very very quick and, well, so see, the the, about, and so you get into you get
1: into the story m- much faster that's the thing about richie is um
0: his editing now, and pacing was, it's yeah right yeah.
1: And, you know, now uh jude law he can read a phone book right? he's one of those actors he's right, very he's, one of those he's, actors, very, right? he's very um but if you know like the thing about Sherlock holmes is they're cramming a lot into into these movies and again it's entertaining as heck right um but I get a sense of that. He that like you know, s- substance over uh, style over substance. Richie, flash I could over see substance. some of the.
0: I could see some of that. Richie does tend to uh, like you know, s- very self satisfied as a filmmaker. You could tell in the way yeah. he, he pulls these things off. No. That said, it is something like this needs. St- I think King Arthur. If you're going to do that, there you need some kind of style.
1: Well, the it thing, can't just the trailer, be a boilerplate. You know, um, didn't interest you. Not at all. And it, you know why? It's particularly maybe because it's a look. It's a little too clean for me. Which is why see that's not it's not at all clean. Okay, it's a, fine. It's a very it's a very then, gritty version of the it's, it's a gritty fantasy world.
2: All right. So the trailer is misleading.
1: Uh, well, in in terms, well, I don't because know, maybe, now maybe, here's a comparison. It, here's a comparison. Uh, the Clive Owen King Arthur, which is very gritty,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not a great movie. No, right. <laughs> um,
0: see, I would always, I always thought first that the, night the Clive, with
1: first night with the was with super clean, very super clean, right? Super
0: clean, not to the point of like you know, it's like I even forget who directed the First Night movie, but I want to say it was like a Carl Reiner or something like that. Uh, sorry, a Rob Reiner or something like that. In any case, in any case, in this film, it, there's a sort of a gritty fantasy world, but because the characters around Arthur aren't developed good, that's that's a big problem with the film. Um, Arthur himself, Hunnam is not bad. There's some good... He's But he's not... He's very much a... You know, I, I, I guess like the the low side of London type scheming criminal like guy. That's who the character that's what because the, they're like, Oh, he's raised on the streets. Oh, blah, he's blah, a gutter
1: snipe who, who raises up, sword, up right. who right.
0: raises up because his father right, like blah, 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 blah. And that does actually <laughs> kind of <laughs> works. He has, he's got some good lines. There's like a whole scene where like his philosophy basically is like, again, he's kind of a criminal nefarious dude, but his philosophy is like, Hey, why we'll make we'll make enemies when you can make friends. Thats just, now he's still threatening you when he's doing that. But he's saying basically saying, "Look, I can either run you through." Or we can we can come to an agreement, but one of the, one or two of those things is what we're going to get. You mentioned that
1: there is Sir Percival. Is there Guinevere? Is there Lancelot? no? There's no, Gwine-
0: there's no Guinevere. There's no Lancelot. There's no Merlin. I just
1: don't understand. I just don't get. I think th- well, you got to
0: remember. Well, this here's is... what happened. This was supposed to be the first of what they would hope would be something with sequels. So they were going to. They mention Merlin, though they don't show him, you know, at all. But they do. Show you Merlin is is the created the sword. Uh, you get the sense of okay, there's going to be more story after this. You know the movie ends with them making the round table, all that kind of stuff. But Just because so because again, but because again, those characters aren't really well developed, and because Arthur's character there's he has an arc about his memory and about you know it's a, you know. Boilerplate refusal of the call stuff. I don't want to be the you know I you know I don't want to hold this sword. I want to be the guy. That's not developed or or or, or executed particularly And it's not a compelling. young kid.
1: Uh, it's 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 uh, Dunham who's uh, it's Charlie who's who's um, refusing the call. Right. It's not a, a younger.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a man. He's a, he's, he's a, grown a man. man. Well, he like I said, he already has like this operation going oh, okay. on. You know, in the streets and. Again, all that I know does not but there is also good <coughs> stuff. There's some, there's good fighting. There's, but it doesn't, it doesn't gel. And th- you know, there's a certain flamboyance in it that I really wish it did. Like I said, there's a, you know, spoilers. There's a Jude Law transforms into like a seven foot tall. And that's all for today for the show. Wait, wait, wait. In in, in his... He magically transforms at one point because it's a whole thing about how he kills Arthur's father. Uh, He kills his own wife to gain power, to take out Arthur's father. And then when it seems that everything is going to pear-shaped at the end, he then, you know, sacrifices his daughter to also gain power to re-get this form, this sort of, like... He's Skeletor. He
2: kills his whole family. He, dude, probably. dude,
0: but he's like this eight foot tall with this flaming cape, and he has this giant dude, like Dude, you just
1: described the transfor- the new Transformers trailer.
0: In any case, that like was a very cool visual, but then the execution <clears> of the <throat> fight against that visual was just like, oh, this is... I, and again, I normally don't say stuff like this. Because it's said too often online. Like you said, you don't like I Shaky Cam complaints are always overblown for me. VFX complaints are overblown, slow mo complaints are overblown. This re, I totally was like, this was a cutscene. You put in two video <coughs> game cutscenes into the middle of this film and you needed to refine that a little more. You needed to make it like really cool and action-paced. If those if those were just the if you were to take those two sections where he uses the sword and like accesses the, the magical power of the sword and they were a commercial for a game, you would think, oh, that's awesome, but you wouldn't want to see it in a movie. It, it, it and would that's be, it's, the it's thing less... with,
1: with Richie's style is it, like, oh, is this a commercial for a video game? You know, it's, um, the the particular scene that <clears throat> that really comes out to me, uh, that strikes me uh, in his style is, I think it was the, 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 the last Sherlock Holmes movie, the second one, mm. where uh, there's a barrage of bullets, right? And they're running through the forest and the bullets are just tearing down trees but it's that sort of that really like slow-mo slow, slow time and, thing. And you know,
0: I really wonder about Richie, you know, the Sherlock Holmes films and this were him, you know, getting used to really big budget tentpole filmmaking. And his next project is Aladdin for Disney. <clears throat>
1: and I gotta tell you, I don't, and it it no, might I'm be. Not, it so it might come down to casting too, because Charlie uh, Char, uh, Charlie Dunham is is not charismatic to me. I'm. An, I'm. I'm,
0: an agree- I'm. I'm. I'm in agreement. He's lacking something. He would probably be a really good character actor, but because of his look, he's so good looking and he's got the bod. There's. Ah, we got to make him the lead. And I like. Like. I, I, in all honesty, I would have preferred him as a Lancelot type. You know, right. rather than, rather than, rather than an Arthur, if I, if I had to, ch- like, if I had to choose, like, who, who I would want as, like, a, an Arthur these well, days, um, let me tell you, um, there's, there, I have, I have, I have, I have the guy. Now,
1: you don't watch Vikings, right? No,
0: I don't watch Vikings. Okay, yeah.
1: so, um, the but guy Although plays, there are Vikings in this movie. The guy who, <sighs> the guy who plays Ragnar, uh, Ragnar Lothra, mm-hmm. um, uh, Travis Fimmel, mm-hmm. he's fabulous, all right? He's an Arthur. He's he's an Arthurian type. Actually, you know who my Arthur is.
0: I, if I, I unfortunately, I feel that this film probably has poisoned the well, so we won't see an Arthur film. Does
1: he carry a hammer?
0: <laughs> no, no. But he also wears a cape. Henry, mother effing Cavill. Well, there's your King Arthur. You put the beard on him. Let me you tell you about him Henry. You put him in the armor.
1: Henry needs butts and seats butts and seats Henry needs to be in 007. he needs a breakout
0: hit he needs something other than the Superman 007 thing
1: is the, his it should be
0: I have nothing against it. of course he's doing the uh, he's doing the Mission Impossible yes. uh, next sequel so I'm looking forward we know, to it you know who knows what that what that is and who, again we don't know what the reaction to Justice League is going to be I mean, everyone's like assuming, like, oh, the you know, so you did, M- Man of Steel was so divisive. Uh, Batman v Superman, you well, know, so well, many people didn't like it. We're gonna get the Man of Steel, and it's just like, uh, yeah, Man Man of yeah, Steel it's a, sequel. And, and then there's like, what's going on with the Man of Steel sequel? But yeah, I, I <clears throat> if I were gonna uh, cast a modern Arthur, I would, I would, I would put Henry Cavill in there, uh, no problem, like, like in two seconds. But unfortunately, I think because of this film, I think that that's, I think we won't see another Arthur film for maybe like another seven to ten years. I think that. This was so expensive and so expecting it to be a big hit that I think it's put the uh, on. Luis so, Guzman
1: would have words with you.
0: <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's, let me tell you, man. It's pen <laughs> Dragon.
2: My name is Arthur Gomez. And I just pulled the, the sword out. <laughs> let
0: me tell you, okay? Wait. What, are you sleeping with my wife? <laughs> oh, man. What, do you sleeping with my wife? Oh, man. They spell Camelot with a G. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
0: on that note, <laughs> uh, we will end this episode because, uh, like I said, I had a bit of a
1: mutiny here. There was another movie I was going to review, but uh, I got shot down big time. Well, stay tuned for our next show. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, Wonder Woman. and Yes, we're very coming much out on June 2nd. and uh, That's right around the
0: corner. Right around the corner. And as I'm hoping
1: men- that everyone is going to go out and watch it right we're going right, to try we're go going to, yeah,
0: we're going to go out
2: and watch
0: yeah we're gonna go out and try and get
1: it as, as, as soon as
0: we can so um, once again thank thanks to all our listeners uh, thanks to Jonathan Vergara for providing us the facilities here at Pancake yeah, thank Studios you you thank to Edward Ng who let's be honest I mean I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for this man oh. it's the truth I once uh, I once was around. so I like sick this guy had to bring me, like, uh, potato soup and, like, bananas to survive. Oh, yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> it was like, it's
1: it was like, like dude, not dude. day.
0: It was a week, all right? It was bad. You were bringing me food on a regular basis. <laughs> and it was one of those times where I realized, like, I would be, if this were 100 years ago, I would just be dead.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, uh, because... Uh,
2: you ever heard of the Because you're uh, a Latino descent, and... Oh, <laughs> in any- you'd be lynched. You'd be lynched. Like, <laughs>
0: no, wait, 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 whoa, wait. I don't know. I
1: don't know how it these things work. With Spaniard
0: blood in my I'm veins. I'm not racist. I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> this is an odd way to end the show. In any case, uh, we want to thank everybody, of, of course. Uh, tune in next time. And until next time, I'm Miguel Alejandro Valens. Edward In here. Until next time.
1: To be continued. This episode was brought to you by Rolling Press, a Brooklyn-based, eco-friendly printing business. If you're looking to print your books, magazines, zines, or comments comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing, go to Rolling Press. Uh, go to rollingpress.com. Go ahead and get your stuff printed there. They're, they've been really great at uh, helping us out and sponsoring. They did our business cards, and we're very thankful for Also, Pancake Studios. Without Pancake Studios, TVC would not exist. And we are very grateful and thankful for uh, Jonathan Vergara and his studio here, Pancakes. If you are a musician, if you're looking to start your own podcast, book your appointment now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.